Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Extra Point Podcast. My name is Todd Stiles. I'm one of the pastors here at First Family Church in Ankeny, Iowa. Glad you've joined us. And the Extra Point Podcast is always about um, bringing some extra insight, some additional observation, some further application to the text we preached from last week. I should say it's generally about that. There are a few uh one-offs that we take for different things, but usually and generally it's always about the previous week's text and bringing some uh, deeper insight into that, things that we often don't have time for in the actual message, but we want to continue to help our people and feed our sheep, and so the Extra Point podcast is aimed at that. And this week I do want to bring four um, realizations that that are, uh, that, are, that are emerging from the text in Philippians chapter 1, verses 27 through 30, a quite intriguing text that we uh, unpacked last Sunday. And I did not mention these uh, just because of time, but I, I am really kind of weighed down in a beautiful way with four realizations, and there's probably more than these, but here's at least four realizations that that uh, I'm brought face-to-face with from those four verses. Uh, and as you recall, those verses deal with, with the fact that, uh, you know, Paul here was saying that there, there should be a, an equality, a balance uh, between, you know, what we say and what we do, between what we are called and how we live, our walk and our talk. Like, they should equal. There should not be a duplicity. And when we live that way, um, you know, in a consistent fashion, then it's a great witness in times of opposition. And so that was kind of the general tone of the text. And so as I, as I was thinking through that and some application points, here are four realizations that, that I think we have to all kind of get our hands around and just realize these are true. And so what do we do in light of them? Here's realization number one from that text. Hypocrisy hurts our witness. If the fact, and this is a fact, if the fact is that that when we are consistent in times of difficulty and we maintain an allegiance to God's standards and His absolutes, if it's true that that actually helps our witness, then the opposite is true, that when we are inconsistent, when we run from what we know is right, when we try to hide from our true identity as God's saved people under His authority. Well, when we do that, we hurt our witness. We um, dismiss and kind of diminish our credibility as God's saints, and, as, and to use the text, as God's suffering saints. And so often the world, the culture, will look at us in times of difficulty. When it costs us, well, they're looking to ask us, okay, will you stay true and loyal in this time when it actually hurts, when there's a consequence? And when we are true and faithful, even in times of consequence, uh, that helps our witness, that brings credibility. Hypocrisy hurts our witness. And let us commit ever so deeply to remaining faithful and fervent and true and loyal and allegiant So, realization number one, hypocrisy hurts our witness. Realization number two is this, opposition is real. I mean, church, just hear this well and and 
um, honestly, factually, that there are spiritual winners and there are spiritual losers. The end of the day, not everyone is saved. Not everyone goes to heaven. There is a judgment. God will separate what he terms the sheep and the goats. There is this end time one day when, uh, when there are people in heaven and there are people in hell. Paul even refers to this in the text. He says that when we are a consistent witness in times of opposition and difficulty, that that's a sign of their destruction. And I know there may be some who want to overlook words like that and act like that's not in the Bible, but the reality is it is in the Bible. There is an end-time destruction of those who oppose God and resist Him. And so let's hear this well. Let's have compassion, but let's be courageous that that uh, there is opposition. It's real. God has enemies. There are those who despise and disdain the absolutes of the Bible and the authority of Scripture, and they fight against it. But in the end, that's those, uh, that's those who will actually pay the price for their rebellion and opposition. So just keep this in mind. Opposition is real, and there are spiritual winners and spiritual losers. You could say there are insiders and outsiders. Use the words that you want to indicate you know, the, the two sides of the coin. But make no mistake, there are two sides. There is opposition, and in the end, there is a side that you do want to be on, and it's God's side. Uh, he is the one who, in the end, will judge um, the wicked, and they will pay a price for their rebellion against God. Realization number three, we are not immune to suffering for the gospel. I love the way in this text that Paul brings them into his own suffering. He uses the words, as I said in the message, the words same struggle to indicate that the opposition they're experiencing is much like his. He was imprisoned, and in that moment he saw the gospel make great advancement. And he's just simply saying, you're in the same boat as I am. And don't think that this is odd or out of the ordinary or, you know, something that uh, is undeserving. He even says that uh, salvation is both believing in his name and suffering for his name. That's, that's our um, privilege. We've been granted that by God. And so do not consider it odd when you experience opposition do not think you're immune to suffering for the gospel. I shouldn't think that. You shouldn't think that. That's just a realization that comes with the territory. When we stand consistently and faithfully on and under God's absolutes, under His authority, on the Bible, on Scripture, then there will be opposition, and that will often mean that we're going to suffer for that stance. We're not immune to it. Just be prepared for it. And then realization number four is this, we will pay a price either way. And I just when I jotted that down, I realized that in the text, there is a price on both sides, okay? We talked about insiders, outsiders, believers, unbelievers, spiritual winners and losers. You can use those words. I realized that both sides pay a price. If you are standing on God's absolutes, if you're standing on Scripture under the authority of the Bible, then you'll probably pay a price for that, and you should not be surprised at that. You're not immune to it. There's a price to pay for following Jesus. 
He even said, they hated me, they'll hate you. Uh, it is not uncommon to be persecuted for your faith. But there is a price on the other side as well. And that is the price of, uh, of not being reconciled to God, of, of not knowing God, of not having your sins forgiven and salvation. And, and so that's an eternal price. The other price that God's people pay is a temporal price. So hear this. There is a price to pay either way. But if you're going to pay one, don't pay the eternal price and spend eternity apart from God. Choose rather, as Moses did, to suffer affliction in the moment with the people of God um, than to simply choose sin for a season and pay an eternal price of separation from God. So those are four realizations that I really didn't have time to make in the message or in the service, but I, I, I sensed as I jotted them down in the week prior to preaching just that they are applicational insights. They're, they're observations about what's true and what's real, and we need to think about them and adjust our lives to them. Again, just to repeat them succinctly and, and briefly on this episode of the podcast, keep this in mind. Four things. Hypocrisy hurts our witness. Number two, opposition is real, and there are spiritual winners and spiritual losers. Number three, we're not immune to suffering for the gospel. And number four, we will pay a price either way. And so why don't we choose wisely and let's align ourselves under the authority of God on the revelation of God, the Bible, in line with the absolutes of God, and let's be those to whom God has granted through His Son, Jesus Christ, salvation, which is the privilege of believing in His name and suffering for His name.